You are listening to the People-Centric Podcast, where we talk through the toughest challenges that people face at work and give practical advice to fixing those challenges. Thanks for joining our movement to create workplaces that are happier, healthier, aligned, and empowered by putting people at the center of all that we do. Hello again, people-centric leaders. We are back with another episode here on the People-Centric Podcast, and boy, do we have a dandy. Uh, And now this one might actually sound a little bit contradictory versus some of the things that we say typically. You know, we we love to make the case for being transparent in the workplace. In fact, we are, uh, you know, help you uh, implement an open book management kind of a style uh, there. We will with, uh, you know, we 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 help uh, encourage the effective meetings. What are the things that we're not saying to this to the uh, staff that we maybe could be saying to the staff? We want you to be transparent with the communication um, as well, and we're going to dive into that. But we're also going to take maybe a hard left. This episode is all about the things, yes, we're encouraging you to be transparent, but hang on a second. Part of this is also understanding the line. There are some things maybe you should not say uh, or place and time that you should say these things or who you're talking to, under what circumstance, how's the relationship? Like there's, there's a lot of different factors that can go into this, but we would say there's some things that you probably want to avoid saying as well, which again, might sound different from what we typically encourage you to be open, be transparent, open communication, up, down, sideways, left and right. I know several people listening probably have been in a session where I'm encouraging transparency and communication across the board. And you're about to hear me say, but hold on a second. Maybe not always. Um, There might be some things that you probably want to avoid. So with me on this conversation, we have Diana Royalty and Bethany Taft. Bethany, I'll start with you uh, this time here. Uh, you know, I know that you also are big into, you know, the floor level there, the ground level, working with clients um, on the inside out. How many conversations do you have about, man, how do we open up with communication? How many conversations do you have encouraging people to be transparent with communication? And yeah, maybe you should say that. Maybe you should say this. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know. Talk about Talk about those conversations that you have with organizations. Yeah, we, I think this comes up a lot on both sides where it's like people are either really scared to share information about like things that are happening, maybe like the executive team is talking about and they're like, I don't know, like if we should share this, it'll rock the boat or I don't know when we should share this because it's like a big change and we don't want to freak our people out. So how do we think through this. And then on the flip side, I've had people who come in and they're like, Hey, we're going to share all this information with the team. And we're like, Whoa, 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 Whoa. Hang right. on. <laughs> like, yeah. wait, I love your enthusiasm. Down. Tone it down think about it. That's really great. I'm glad you want to be open and honest with your team, but like, let's also think a little bit more before we have that discussion. So yeah, definitely okay. happens a lot on both sides. Cool. So that was the you know, that kind of gives you a little teaser about the direction that Bethany's going to take. Maybe some of her talking points as I as I facilitate us through that conversation. Diana, do you have a teaser for the talking points that you are going to uh, to maybe to walk us through here from your perspective? I mean, I, I don't I don't know if it's a teaser, <laughs> but I think I think everyone knows that I don't work as much on the front line. I do a lot of executive and one on one. So I'll probably come at it from the higher level. So we'll get both perspectives in here with our conversation today. 
Yeah, I love it. I love it. So it's just the three of us now. Uh, the others, the other members of People Centric, are on assignment uh, right now, live in the chopper, doing weather reports and things like that over interstates. I don't know. That's what I feel. That's what I hear whenever they're on assignment. They're actually with some of our friends in uh, Illinois uh, right now. So they're those three are together. And today you have us three for this topic of maybe don't say what it is that you always feel like you want to say. In fact, I don't know what we're going to title this one yet, but probably just say no. I liked that. I thought that was catchy. And some of my 80s and 90s kids, you recognize where that comes from too. I I also like the phrase you just said, like, maybe don't. Maybe don't. don't. (laughs) I know you want to, maybe don't. Or if you do, make sure I'm there for it because I want to see what's about to happen. Uh, This is going to be an epic fail. Uh, All right. So one of the things I want to feed us here, and this is one of my thoughts here. So yes, Matt, this is Matt encouraging you to be transparent, but eh, maybe not all the time. I'm going to give you one of those times, maybe not to open the communication lines. And we see this time and time again. I have one instance in particular, I actually share an example, but my my starting point is uh, don't ask for feedback from your people. And if I stopped there, that'd be weird, right? Because we definitely want you to ask for feedback. But don't ask for feedback from your people if you do not plan to follow up or take action on the feedback. This is brutal. I can think of a large organization that we work with. And one of the IT people, this is a few years ago, they came to me. The, one of the IT people came to me. And the organization was going to install a new intranet. And some some of you work for organizations that are large. They have an intranet uh, within the organization. They were going to inst- install a new intranet. And so they put it out there to the people, a big poll on the intranet. Do you want to go with this style or this style? You have two options, A or B. The people voted and nearly, according to the IT, guy nearly voted unanimously for option a and the organization installed option b and you can imagine what that did for the employees in fact his tone was never ask me for my input again then like it it immediately put up a wall uh, because they they asked for the feedback that's step one step two is actually doing something with the feedback and they chose they chose not to um guys we've seen this a lot too maybe like an employee opinion surveys or um let's talk about this for just a second what is the hesitancy by the way for organizations to maybe uh, ask the question in the first place why are organizations or some executive teams hesitant to ask their employees for feedback in the first place can we start there is it safe to say they like don't want to know the answer the guy I think sometimes it's scary to know the answer. Like, yeah, means I have problems and then I'm going to have to go fix them. And I just don't want to do that. That's a good one. Maybe we're, maybe we're fearful of the, of the answer that they, which that's a whole nother. That's where Bethany comes in with the executive coaching part and talks to you <laughs> about why it's okay to be fearful. And maybe you should change some things then Bethany, what were you going to add? I was going to add that. I think also sometimes they don't, they think they know what the answer is going to be already. So why am I even going to ask? We know yeah. what they, they say the same thing every time, right? Yeah. Why, so why even would I ask? I, you know, I've had it too, where all they're going to ask for is pie in the sky, unrealistic expectations. They're going to ask for more money. I can't give everybody more money, you know? And so I think a lot of times executives are like, uh, so I'm just not even going to ask. Ignorance is bliss, right? I'm just going to keep going and not even, not even ask. Here's, here's, I think the takeaway from this one. Um, your folks want, want you to ask them for feedback and you'll be surprised. They overall do want to help you succeed. It's probably not going to be nearly as scary But where executives drop the ball is that they ask, they might get um, overwhelming feedback 
Um, and then they don't know where to start on how to implement some of the stuff. So if you're going to go ahead and ask the question, which we would, we would encourage you to ask the question. And some of those questions might be like, uh, what do you like best about your role here? What do you like best about what we do as an organization? Uh, what do you not like? Like some of those vulnerable questions too. What do you not like about working here? Um, what can I do as your leader to be a better leader for you so you can be more successful in your job? Um, that the, I get it. Those are vulnerable questions. But before I ask the question, I would encourage you to kind of think of a strategy of how we're going to at least respond. Now understand this, and I'll I'll take this one. I'll we can move off of it. It, you don't always have to comply with the things that they say during an employee opinion survey, right? I don't always have to like, oh, they want us to change all 12 of these things. Everybody, we're changing all 12 of these things. Sometimes the employees don't know. They don't know, right? You might know things that they don't They don't know. Uh, I don't have to do all of the things, but I do need to recognize that they feel the way that they do. Diana? Yeah, and I was going to say, if you're an employee and you're giving feedback in those surveys and doing the like, pulse checks or whatever, and you're not hearing any information back, go ask for it. Go ask your manager like, hey, what happens with those? How come we do these all the time? I would like to know what other people are saying and just engage them in that conversation to just see if maybe they do have the information and they're not sharing it back down far enough. Like, go ask for it. If you're giving all that feedback, go ask for the outcomes. I think you can totally do that. Yeah, I think another problem that I see with this sometimes too is that when they do ask for the feedback and then the leaders are like going through all of this feedback that they got and then they oftentimes hyper fixate on like a single response <laughs> and and it's like, oh, hey, that was like one person, but for some reason it just really, really rubbed them the wrong way or they're like, what the heck is that? I've never heard that before that's okay. Like you can probably move past that unless it's like a really big ethical or legal or some kind of view we need to address. <laughs> but just know that like, look at the bigger picture of the feedback that you're getting and don't hyper fixate on like an individual response or comment um, as something that you have to, to focus on and execute on right away. Yeah, I, I love it. So again, yes, we encourage transparency and communication. However, um, don't ask the question if you're not prepared to be able to follow up on the answer. You're probably doing more harm than good. You're creating a, a staff that is now becoming used to not engaging. They're just going through the motions. They know you don't want real feedback because you never asked for it. And they, you know, all of a sudden you look around, and you have a, a staff with just with their head down accomplishing work. So any other thoughts on this one before I move forward? No, that one's good. All right. Bethany, I'm going to come to you uh, here. What are a couple of uh, things that you would put on this list of maybe don't say? <laughs> um, okay. Well, I'm not going to, I'm going to save the other ones that you've talked about before. Cause I, cause I'll let, yeah, I'll let somebody else talk about those. Um, the ones that I had, one of the things that I was thinking about was like, like how you really feel about your board or your boss. Um, you probably have strong opinions one way or the other about those people <laughs> and that's okay. Um, but just be mindful of how you're talking about other people, because especially if they pay you and employ you, <laughs> and we're not saying that you shouldn't, that you, like, you can't have honest thoughts about them. Um, you might completely disagree with them at times. Um, 
And that's okay. I would, I would say like channel that to have a conversation with those people. Um, hopefully you have regular places to communicate with them um, and can share feedback back and forth with each other um, and talk about any, you know, concerns that you might have or things that you guys are not on the same page or aligned um, on. But be really careful about how you communicate to the rest of your team um, about those people. And I think we could probably say that in general. I think we were talking about it before, but like in general gossip, you know, anybody else in the organization, if they're not there and they're not present in the conversation, just be thoughtful about how you communicate. But especially when you're talking about um yeah, I think especially when you're talking about your leadership and thinking about, you know, whether you're a, an employee on the front line and it's like peer to peer or um, you're a manager or you're the CEO and you are frustrated with your board, whatever it might be, um, you always hear us talk about like everyone's a leader and you're influencing somebody and the way that you talk about other people within the organization or your leadership or things like that. Um, is is really detrimental to how you all work together and it impacts your culture. So that's that's one I would say. Would yeah. you guys add anything to that? Yeah, remind me later. I can call you back and uh, we can finish the conversation we were having about Diana. Uh, okay. she's yeah, yeah, yeah. Awkward. It's awkward now because she's here, but I do like how you're giving, I'm just kidding. I do like how you're giving um license to people to feel the way that they feel. Maybe just temper the communication or when you're going to share or what you're going to share about those feelings. I think it's also a good a good tidbit there. Yeah. Diana. Yeah. You're gonna you're gonna disagree with something over the course of time, right? There have been plenty of times that I have disagreed with something that Don wants to do, or Don has disagreed with something that I want to do. It happens a lot. But what doesn't happen is we don't go and talk crap about each other to the rest of the team, right? Diana's an idiot. She'd wanted to do this. Don sucks. He wants to do that. Like that's, that doesn't happen. That happens behind closed doors. We yell at each other and then, you know, we figure it out and come back as a united front. But I think we're still able to disagree with each other. It just, we're doing that together and we're not sharing the disagreement outside with everybody. Cause I think that's where it gets sticky. Yeah, this is the hard part. And, and Diana, you might have some thoughts on this too, because we we work with lots of organizations that do have boards and Bethany kind of tiptoed into it. And 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 I see this a lot too, where department heads might go to a board meeting uh, and then they come back with an answer that is not in favor of the thing that the department wanted. So then the department goes back, the department head goes back to the staff that maybe wasn't in the board meeting, it wasn't a part of all the conversations. And and the first thing they say is, well, the board said no. You know, board board doesn't care about the request. Board doesn't blah, blah, blah. Whenever there's probably a lot of other factors. And, you know, ultimately you might be able to pick it up from the tone there, but ultimately what they're doing is they're they're drawing an extremely divisive line between staff and board. When in reality, most boards want to be successful and they want the organization to be successful. Otherwise, they wouldn't be putting their time on the line to be able to help you be successful. Not all boards are great. I'm going to I'll agree with you uh, the, for the people that are shouting in their car or on the treadmill as they're saying that right now. Not all boards are great. I get it. We do board training as well. Uh, but but a lot of those folks are appointed to a board and they don't know what it means to be a board member. Like, what do you want from me? Um, am I just supposed to say yes or no to the things that you're bringing to me with very little information? Sometimes we don't equip boards well enough to be able to, to, to make those decisions either. But your reaction 
to whatever decision the board is making speaks volumes if you're talking about being a department head. Um, and I would say if we're talking to the employees, it's not because they want you to fail. It's not because they want you to to have little resources to be able to accomplish the thing that you're accomplishing. They want to help you succeed. So what can you do from your lane to be able to figure out how to how to help you succeed? So Bethany. Yeah, well said. That's all I was going to say. Well said, Matt. <laughs> Hey, that's good. Thank you. Um, good feedback. Uh, so anyway, that that might and Beth, and Diana, I don't know if you have. You said earlier as we were kind of doing the pre-talk, complain up, not down, and maybe talk about what that. I think it ties into this talking point here. Yeah, I think it does. And Bethany sort of mentioned gossip, and I have some very strong lines on gossip. I feel like if you are, if there's a hierarchy in your organization, and you are complaining to the people who directly report to you. So the people under you in the organization, I feel like that's very, very, very unhealthy. I don't think that that is wise. Um, I think that if you are in an organization and you are complaining up, that's not gossip and that's not a train wreck. That is like you trying to get solutions and solve problems, right? And I think, again, we could talk about how you complain or whatever, but I think if you are talking about things that you are frustrated with and cannot solve to the people below you, that's not the wisest thing to do. Now, if you're going to them and saying like, hey guys, we all have this collective issue, let's collectively fix it. I think that's different. But I think if you're just like, yeah, I know those idiots up there, forget it. Uh, That's a problem. And so I take a strong line on that. The other strong line that I have on gossip is that if the people you are talking about are not in the room, it is probably gossip. Because they're not there to like defend themselves or show their intent or I don't know, they're not there. So you can't have an accurate representation of someone who is not there. So I take a strong line on if you're going to even speak poorly of someone who's not there, it is gossip. And you have to, you have to not do that. Except for if we're talking about Matt, because we do that all the time. All the time. I, I was going to say every, you on most podcasts that you're not even here. on. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, what if we don't have a hierarchy, but we do have a harky now oh, we can, that's, yeah. a, that's, an, yeah. if you do have a harky, you can complain about that. Um, yeah. Yeah. And he's going to listen to this. So it's kind of like, he's here. It's kind of like <laughs> not behind his back. Like, you don't, do you I'm don't like, listen to our podcast? Do you? So you don't know if <laughs> I've, if I've been rude and just thrown you under a bus, you will never know. Fun fact, I, I pretty much listen to the episodes that I'm actually on, and I listen to it as I'm saying it, uh, not necessarily going back, but I'm glad that you all are enjoying this content because we do put a lot of, a lot of effort into it. So uh, that's that's good. Uh, Diana, let's go to you. Bethany, thank you for that one. And I can come back to you if you have another one that you'd like to add to, on the pile in a bit. But but uh, Diana, which ones did you maybe earmark? I know you just went to gossip, and I know you talked about not complaining uh, down, but uh, but rather up. Is there something else that you would throw out there as something maybe not to say. Well, yeah, I think, okay. So I'm like HR person. And I think about these things all the time. And I think one of the things that are a big struggle is the HR aspect. When you want transparency in an organization and you want communication in an organization, it's really hard for an employee to go to their boss and be like, Hey, I'm struggling with this person, whatever happened. They're late every day. I can't tell that you're you're doing anything about it, but it's really frustrating the whole team. The boss can't say, I hear you. And I have put them on probation. The boss can't say that they're docking their pay. The boss can't tell you 
what is happening with that employee. So it's really frustrating to be the employee that is the good employee and sitting there watching this thing happen and not know what is going on with them. But like the boss is not ever going to tell you what's going on with that. So like that transparency is just not going to happen. And if it is red flags everywhere, like that's not good. Um, and so I think it it shouldn't happen. It should not not happen. Yeah. But I do think like, that's really hard to be that person stuck in the no, in the not known. Right. And so I wanted to bring that up as like, if you have a problem with someone and you're watching it and you're seeing it, you're still not going to know what's happening with that person. And that's really frustrating. Some of those things that you're talking about too happen honestly enough. And what I mean by that is they start out and how many times have we seen this? They start out as a small business. And so there's like a few of them. Well, then they grow to like 50, then they grow to a hundred. And boy, we have examples of this too, where all of a sudden they're not in the know on everything that they were whenever it was like less than 10 people. Right. And now they're frustrated because I need to know what happened to that person or this person. And all of a sudden the rules changed just a little bit because now you can't know, or no, you don't know, don't need to know. And I know as an employee, that might be frustrating for some people too. Yeah. So yeah, I'll say even as like, a small company, I don't know everything that's happening with you guys. And, and Bethany, you're the manager of our engagement team. And I don't always know how you're handling that stuff. Like, and I think we have to really trust our leadership in those moments to be like, okay, Bethany knows there's an issue with Matt. She's handling it. I think, I think the other part of that too, is if I'm the employee, thank I caught it. Uh, if I'm the employee, um, question why you want to know all the things that you think you need to know. Yeah. Why do you think you need to know that? And what, what is winning? If you do know that, like you have your role, you have your job, you can ask questions, you could be frustrated, but why do you think you need to know the things that you think you need to know? Maybe just yeah. do a little internal investigation on that. Don't make us, don't make your organization hire us. And then we have to sick people like Bethany on you for some executive coaching to find out why you're thinking the way that you're thinking. Now it's not always, a, it's not always, a, it's not always a punitive thing. It's actually very good, very good for growth, but why just some internal stuff? Why do you think you need to know the things that you think you need to know? And maybe it's honest enough because you used to know those things, but the company has grown to a size where I don't have to know those. I, I can't know those things now, or maybe I switch departments, but I still want to know what's happening over there. You're not there anymore. Um, you have a new role. You have a new lane. Uh, maybe some internal investigation there for yourself might help. Yeah. I love what you just said of like, what would knowing that do for you? Mm-hmm. I like that like little nuance there. Like, is it winning if you know? I think, well, and I was going to piggyback off of this because I, it ties well to what we we're, what we're saying here is that like, Yes. What we've seen is people get frustrated sometimes because they're like, why didn't I know that information? Um, And some other things that I think that the organizations on the flip side, I would actually tell them, yeah, be careful about when you share this or how you share this, because there are things like, you know, from the executive level, when you think about things like leadership changes that are happening um, that are going to happen, or just like big organizational changes that are going to impact like everybody, um, you know, thinking thing, you know, think like if you, if there's a merger or there's a buyout with your organization, or there's going to be layoffs or things like that. And everybody wants to know that information, like before it happens or like way in advance and understandable. So to what we were just talking about, like, yeah, we, we know that you want to know all that information or people are like, why didn't we know this months ago? 
well, there's probably a good reason for you not to know it <laughs> until you know it, right? And so I think we're not saying that you shouldn't have those conversations. So at the executive level, like, yes, we want you to talk about those big organizational changes that are going to happen and impact your people, but be really mindful about the timing, um, the place and the time that you're going to share that information so that your people can digest and know what to do with it um, in, in a fruitful way. And that on the flip side, we know that for employees, sometimes that is terrifying and stressful and we get that. So all of those, all of those different caveats, but I, I feel like that just kind of connected well to what we were just talking about. Yeah. I love the nuance of transparency. Yes. Transparency also know the time and place, know the right time to be transparent, know the best place to be transparent. Like love it's almost transparency plus discretion. It's two parts, <laughs> transparency plus tact, transparency plus discretion, <laughs> you know, it's a, it, social it's a couple- awareness. Yeah, absolutely. Social, social awareness there too. And, you know, we talked about this and we can move to wrap up unless there's some other things uh, that you wanted to throw out there. I think you get the vibe of what it is that we're saying. I, there are a, a few things that we would say, you know, those topics that that uh, your family says, please don't bring this to Thanksgiving and Christmas, like the religion conversations, the political conversations. Uh, you know, we, we can even throw uh, something else like uh, pay uh, on there too, even though can't say you can't tell somebody not to say what it is that they're making maybe just determine what winning looks like in that conversation there too um you know we we, we pointed this out internally we're a small business where there's there's a handful of us and some of us bethany and diana and i have worked together now for quite a while for quite a while and so maybe we have some conversations that are that uh that we would just encourage you not to have but we're having like maybe some of those uh you know whether we're talking about politics or religion or you know whatever that might be we have that but there's also an understanding like the relationship is already there we're not attacking each other when we're doing it um you know it, we're, we're just having a conversation and i think sometimes if the relationship is not there or that expectation is not there that's when it gets a little wonky to use a technical term there too so as part of this is understanding where the line is with your relationship with your team stuff like that right yeah yeah i love i love that because i think i mean i know matt you and i are very different And we have had some of these conversations, but the nuance of what is winning in those conversations, I don't think we go into those thinking that either one of us is winning. We're just building relationship. We're just understanding where the other person is coming from. And that's the win for us. So I love the nuance of why are you, why are you having the conversation and what is it doing for you? Yeah. I don't have to point out that Diane is wrong. She gets it. And, and I think that, right. Is that <laughs> just kidding? I'm just kidding. We have these conversations though, but again, the relationship part is there. It's the relationship part too. Bethany, were you gonna add? No, I was just gonna say she's just gonna stare you down now. <laughs> yeah, that was a YouTube clip. You won't pick up what is happening on on, uh, on the podcast there. But anyway, we have those conversations. Our goal is not to belittle somebody or to strong arm somebody. Like we we have the conversations because ultimately, I mean, we're involved in each other's lives. Also, like we we just know each other pretty well um, at this point too, which allows a little bit more bandwidth for some of the conversation in a psychological safe 
safety, uh, safety uh, kind of environment too. So lots of different parts, man, there's a lot of meat on the bone for this type of conversation. And you probably have questions, uh, maybe additional questions. Well, what about this? Well, what about this? What should I do as an employee? If my manager, I don't want to hear the things, but my manager just keeps spilling it to me uh, too. At the same time, like they involve me, not because I want to be involved, but they keep involving me. Like, how do I handle that? Maybe, I don't know. Do you guys have thoughts on that one? I was just going to use that as kind of a, an afterthought there, but Man, I think you just opened up a weird, whole different episode. <laughs> it's true, though. We see topic. it. And I've been there before. Yeah, where I've, <laughs> where I've had a boss who shared more with me than they should have. And it's a hard thing to figure out and navigate. So that's a whole other topic. It's a yeah. whole other topic. But I do, I do think you can go back to the question of like, hey, boss, what does winning look like here for us? Why are you telling me these things? <laughs> what? Why, what is winning in this scenario? Just help me see it. Yeah. Hey, hey, boss. I like, <laughs> hey, boss. I'm not, I, please don't do that to me. Please don't do that to me. Yeah. All right. So hopefully you had something to be able to take away. And 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 maybe, maybe this was one of those conversations where it wasn't super motivational or, or uplifting and we stepped on some toes and we're okay with that too. Maybe, maybe you got just a little bit convicted with some of the information that we were uh, pouring out here. And you're like, Ooh, I think I do that. I think I do that. I think I do that to people. I don't, I'm not trying to, I'm just trying to be everybody's friend or I'm just trying to be transparent. Like people centric coaches me to be, but there's a line, there's a line there too of understanding. So hopefully you have something that you can take away to apply uh, here. If you like the topic, if you think others need to hear it, maybe do that in a friendly way, share this and say, Hey, you should probably listen to this. You should probably listen to this podcast. Listen to what I just I, I just went through. Uh, do it in a non-confrontational way. But we would love for you to share our podcast uh, with other folks. And if you have topics that you'd like to bring, of course, we'd love to hear that. Or if you have feedback on this topic, if, if at any time you feel like we're just way off uh, because of your circumstance, please engage us. We would love to hear that and maybe, maybe talk through that um, as well. So till next time, have a great day, everybody. Thank you for listening to the People-Centered Podcast. We are so grateful for you joining us every week. If you like this content, please like and subscribe. Also, feel free to share on your social media with everyone that you know. It really does help us. If you would like to contact us, I have put our information in the show notes. Please reach out anytime. We love hearing from you. We will be back next week with a new topic. Until then... Be well and lead well.